and welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. This is Timmy Gibson, and we have some special guests here today for our continued series on Peckers. I'll let you figure out why we called it that, but it's basically four sessions or four episodes that are uh, comprised of dudes talking about dudish stuff. So who do we have today in the studio? I'm Stephen Janke here again. Uh, yeah, I work in the construction industry and uh, I hear we're talking about money today. So, yeah. you know, I do some investing retail, some uh, degenerate options trading, and then all the responsible grown up stuff like IRAs, HSAs, and 529Cs and you know, just something to fill the time when I'm supposed to work. <laughs> yes. I love degenerate options, by the way. The, I can't wait for that. This They're is, my favorite kind of options. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is Ryan Dirks. I'm the third of three here. That is my full-time job is investments and wealth management. Got experience in all of it from degenerate options to crypto to the safe stuff like, like Steve had mentioned. Um, so yeah. excited to hear what you guys have on your yeah, mind total side note you ran for yeah. what, what were you running for i just wrapped up a very successfully unsuccessful bid at u.s congress here okay. in kansas city um i say successfully unsuccessful because man you have no clue what awesome stuff comes out of it yeah. um i lost but uh, that's a whole different story a whole different rabbit hole in its own so yeah but you know uh, actually in fact a lot of what we'll talk about today is why i ran i can't I, I, you know, economics and all of that yeah. kind of stuff, money makes the world go round. And it's not like you can bend economics. It is what it is. Inflation, yeah. monetary value, these things. And where our country's at right now is just depressing because <laughs> it's freaking freaky. People don't realize everybody says, I need a pay raise. I need a raise. I need minimum mm -hmm. wage. No, you don't need a raise. You don't need minimum wage. You need a government that's not wap, ra rapidly spending money. I mean, you guys see what the spending bill is right now that they're all on the headlines. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're sending trillions and trillions of dollars each year to other countries. Which it, doesn't make sense. I don't know. I just saw Why? The, 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 the stimulus package for COVID included mm -hmm. money to fucking Pakistan and money to fucking. I'm like, seven, what the hell's going seven, on? Seven hundred billion dollars to Sudan. What? Pardon my language, but what the fuck is going on in Sudan that they need seven? Was it seven or a million or seven or a billion? I would say seven or a billion. Billion or million, regardless. Right, it's a lot what of money. What is going, especially when all the? I mean, we've got tent cities popping up all across the country. So anyway, that was one of the big things. Well, the big cornerstones of my whole campaign is what we're talking about today. Is why is gold going through the roof? Why are people ditching the dollar and going into Bitcoin? All this kind of, well, you can't trust your centralized government anymore to make yeah. good decisions. So, this, yeah. so if nothing else, so one of the reasons I started this podcast outside of kind of journeying my, or, you know, being public about my story of leaving religion and finding faith, um, but also being a middle-aged man, you know, I'm 51, uh, thank God, I don't have any debt. Like I don't have any debt, none. That's like unique. no student loans, no credit card debt. No, no, I don't know anybody, anything. Mm. Um, and, and I've, there's a lot of freedom in that, but one of the reasons I wanted to do this particular show with this, um, talk to talk about economics and investing is that's not what I've, I've not done well at that. I mean, mm -hmm. I have some, you know, mm -hmm. I have, a, I have, I have some in a mutual fund, mm -hmm. um, Right. And, and it's done really well, but there's a lot of hesitation because I guess I don't 
fully understand how it all works, you know, compound interest. I mean, I, I've, I know all the lingo, but I don't understand it, especially like you mentioned Bitcoin. Yeah. I've been, I, I've, one of my son's friends, okay, like this kid's 19, uh-huh. became a millionaire. Yeah. Off Bitcoin. He got into it when it first came out. Yeah. And literally, the kid's retired at 20 years old. I know multiple from people from Bitcoin. I, I know multiple people in Kansas City with that same story. Yeah. That's, and it's just like, but I don't understand it at yeah. all. Like I try so hard, which is, you know, again, while we're having this conversation, because I think there's a lot of people, I, I can't imagine that I'm like the only motherfucker that doesn't understand Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't imagine that's the way it is because I think if people understood it, maybe there'd be more involved in it, but that's my only hesitation to get into it is it's fear. Honestly, fear has me cause I have some money. And I want to invest it because I know that one day it would pay off for me to do it. But yeah. then like, you just, I don't know. There's something up there's, I don't know what it is. Well, it's I'm, money and you know, you need money to live and the fear of the unknown. I don't want to lose my money. That kind of thing. That's yeah. where it always comes at fear. Yeah, for sure. Fear of the unknown, especially when it comes to your money. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, okay. Let me, let me ask a, a question that, that maybe you can help me understand this and help our listeners understand what, with the stock market going up and down and up and down, yeah. I understand how you can make money where you buy low and you sell high and mm. you buy low. Like I understand that concept, right? You buy something at a dollar per share mm-hmm. and when it gets to 10, you sell it and you make, I understand that con- that's pretty easy for me to understand, but I don't understand the putting 10,000 in there, let's say, and every month you put, you know, 200 in there and just leave it in there mm-hmm. and that it, compound interest. I really don't understand compound interest and how that works over the long haul and how that my 10,000 and $200 a month can wind up being millions later. Can anybody Steve, do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm anybody... to this. yeah. <laughs> There's the rule of 72. You take your return rate and uh, however long, usually we talk about returns over a year and you divide your average return by a uh, 72 by your average return. And if you're returning that rate, then uh, whatever you get back, that's how often your money's going to double. So if say you return six percent per year, you divide seventy-two by six, you get twelve. Every twelve years, your money's going to double. You know, and so I mean, what you're describing was dollar cost averaging, where you start your fund and mm-hmm. you just put in. And you know, I do that with my vacation fund. Yeah, um, I, I have yeah. funds for everything. I, <laughs> that's one thing I love about investing nowadays. I can open up an account and say, this is my vacation fund. Yeah. You know? And I can open an account and say, this is my house repair fund. And then I can open, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, my, my tax guy hates the shit out of it. <laughs> but it, it sure is convenient for me, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so, you know, basically what you're betting on there is that there has been no 30-year period where the stock market has seen a loss, you know. Um, the problem I see with that though, is you're, you're, you're going to get black swan events like a uh, Japan stock market. I believe it was the eighties when it crashed and it just reached mm-hmm. previous levels like two years ago. Holy man. Yeah. That, that, and then, then, and then inflation's just eating the buying power of your principal, you know? So, you know, I, I'm a big fan of passive investing really. I mean, I have a few accounts that I play with, you know, uh, 
you know, I, I love options trading. <laughs> I mean, and I know I shouldn't, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but my finance guy tells me I'm an idiot, but you know, I'm an idiot that does okay with this. So. No, no, no. <laughs> if your finance guy tells you you're an idiot, your finance guy does not understand options nearly. My finance well. guy wants to sell me mutual funds. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know who your guy is, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I don't like yeah. to hear that. I don't like, you know, what really frustrates me about being in this industry is like, I didn't go to school as a dropout to be like, well, I guess I could sell people mutual funds. Like when I was in middle school, I've always been a huge tech geek. That's how I got into crypto really early. Also, I remember my dad's been doing this work. He was a, in the print industry and in his early thirties got into the stockbroker industry to like make a career of it. He's been doing it for 30 something years now. And when I was in eighth grade, he was, he was always trying to teach me this stuff. I was like, dad, I am not interested. I'm a middle schooler, but I was a tech geek and in middle school in eighth grade, the librarian came into the library one day and said, Hey guys, you might want to check out this website, www.google.com. I go, all right, cool. She's like, it's new. So I use it. And I go, Oh my God, it just works. And it just kept working. And so I told my dad, Hey dad, if I can ever buy this on the stock market, I think I want to. So a year or two later, it went public at $62 a share. And I bought a few thousand dollars worth because I was always a hard worker and saver in middle school and whatnot. And it went from 62 to 70 to 80 to 90 to 100. And I sold it out like $140. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, I made so much money. And I was like, it all clicked. I go, oh my God, this is how it works. What's to that now? <laughs> oh God, if I left it's that, like that'd 30. be worth millions, it, right? I mean, yeah. no, not millions, but probably 50. Oh. I mean, I mean, that was 4,000 bucks, 3,000 bucks. That'd easily be in the high double digit thousands, like oh, yeah. 10, 40, 50, 60, 70. I haven't reversed mathed it, but I was, I was in ninth or 10th grade. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so much money. Well, the thing yeah. is though, that's investing though. I mean, you know, it was a winning trade, right? Right. Yeah. He saw exactly. his exit and he took it, you know, I mean, I sold Tesla at 180. There you go. <laughs> Pre-split. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I could be retired today, but it started getting to the point where the valuation didn't really make sense to me anymore. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I know. So you got to play the calls as you see them, and every now and then you're going to miss a rocket. You know, I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but when you say you don't understand it, what I like, I was doing this a lot during that this campaign, is I go to these barber shops, and what I found one cool thing about uh, the men in the black community, black American cultures, they love talking money, and yeah. it's like fun because anyway, there's all sorts. But one of the things I was like, you guys, I do this for a living. Why don't I come talk to the you guys once a week and. I really had to go back to like square one. Why would you do it? And I had to kind of describe like, okay, what is the stock market? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is that, which is it? I don't know. I yeah, have no idea. Okay, don't. so you don't know what it is. I don't, not really. Okay, so Tim Gibson starts up Timmy Incorporated. You've doing really well. You're expanding across you're in 50, 50 states now across America. You're doing really well. But you're like, man, I if I could just get to that next level, we could really go, we could go global. You don't have the money, right? Right. You could, you you could get there in 10 years or 20 or 30, but you don't want to wait. So you're saying, all right, here's what I'll do. I'll go to this stock exchange and I'll issue stock of my company ownership in exchange for $50 a share or whatever. In exchange, though, every three months, you have to report to everybody publicly your balance sheets, your income statements, all of your financials. So now the general public can look at you and say, okay. Let's see how good he's doing. And you get companies like, um, I don't know, Apple. I'm not going to go to Tesla because that is, it's just going straight up. <laughs> but maybe Apple. 
Apple's a killer company, killer products. They've got they're sitting on like a trillion dollars of cash or something. Great, oh my God. yeah, great yeah. balance sheets. They've got last year they uh, locked in about a dozen uh, self-driving car patents. They've got a lot of patents on electric uh, renewable energies and stuff. So it's like, okay, you know, I do my homework. That looks like a company I would like to own. And that's what I kept trying to tell these guys at, at the barbershops. I was be like, guys, I'm too stupid to run Amazon. Jeff Bezos is one of a kind, right? But I am smart enough that I can save $20 a month or $200 a month or $2,000, whatever you can afford, and own part of Amazon. Mm -hmm. So as Jeff Bezos kicks ass out there in Seattle, I get to realize those rewards. Okay. So does that make a little yes. more sense? Yeah. Yes. And so also you got to understand the stock, the history of the stock market. So like Steve was saying earlier, I've got all these different accounts. It did not used to be like that. Like the stock market was a proper old boys club oh, yeah. where it was just like 50 to 100 different companies in America or whatever you could own. And the wealthiest of the wealthy across the country would trade paper ownership. Yeah. Um, and then it became like, well, my, my son sells it for him. And then it became like, okay, my son and his friend started this little, and then it became like, okay, here's Charles Schwab. And now, I mean, really it was only until like the seventies when it was still very difficult to get involved with the stock market ownership. That is in the seventies and eighties and the nineties, it became much more retail main street. And now there's really no excuse. If oh, you're yeah. not if you're not in the stock market, you're a, you're a simple fool. I mean, it's right here, Robinhood. Yeah. Yep. Zero, it used to be high commissions. Call them on the phone. A couple of days to make the trade. No, 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 no. Instant on your phone as easy as a text message. No commissions. <laughs> no fees. No minimums. Put in five dollars. I don't care. I had to show a guy on his Cash App at the barber shop. He uses Cash App. I don't know if you know this. You can buy stock through Cash App now. Really? He had like four and a half dollars on Cash App. And so Apple trades at like 380 or something. I forget the exact price. Yeah. You can buy fractional shares. Oh, yeah. He bought four and a half dollars worth of Apple. Yep. I was like, bro, there is no reason why you shouldn't be investing in. That's right. Tim, the three of us, we're too stupid to run Apple, right? Yeah, right. But that doesn't mean we can't own part of it and be successful when they're successful. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. So the stock market goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. But what you're saying is long term, it's never, it's not going to go away totally. Yeah, so when right. people like in 2008, when there was the big stock market or the big crash, you mean the, the sale, the, the, the housing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we just had another one this spring. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so people that just ride that out, just keep it in. Don't worry about it. Just whatever. Mm -hmm. It'll go whoosh, and then it'll go back up. Yeah. Well, they were made whole, what? 2000. 12 wasn't it when people who would have held all the way through would have been made whole again but i mean that but after 2008 yeah yeah no it only took like a year and a half yeah, to two yeah. years I mean, it, it was pretty quick but there were people that bailed out out of fear like oh my god pull it out. yeah that, that they sell to us right <laughs> i mean that's the truth of it uh -huh. you know yeah it's the truth um, you know and the, and the thing is the thing that's great now you know he, he was talking about robin hood there's robin hood there's stash there's mm -hmm. you know you, you can start Fidelity went no commission, you know, and, you know, you can buy fractional shares and, you know, I, I'm going to tell anybody out there, if you don't have a brokerage account, even if it's at a crappy app based brokerage, get one. All right. You know, the thing that got me into trade into you know, trading and stocks originally is uh, I actually got a uh, pamphlet and, and uh, 
It was talking about how the rich leverage the stock market and all this to get richer than us and oppress us and all that stuff. And I was like, wait, this is a how-to guide. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, if you're out there and you're pissed that these billionaires have so much more money than you, look at what they do and copy it. Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, yes. I mean, for the most part, yeah, of course there are the crooks that are breaking the law. Yeah. But they're just, they're just playing the, yeah, they're just playing the game better than you are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I hate those rich people. It's like, why do you hate them? Yeah. All their money sitting in a bank account. Yeah. Their money's just sitting in a bank account. Just go to a bank and get a loan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think? It's Scrooge McDuck where they've got gold coins in a vault in their room next door. No, it's all sitting in a bank. Just go get you some of that money. So what's the difference between like, so I, my account, I have a fidelity account and that's where my mutual is through. Um, Is fidelity as good as any other? I mean, is it at this point? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It really is a race to the bottom in Mm -hmm. favor of the consumer at this point. I mean, Fidelity and Charles Schwab are basically racing each other to make, to basically give you money. Who oh, yeah. is it? Is it Robinhood that gives you like $5 of stock for free? When I, you think open so. you get, I think you so. Get a, uh, I think it's when you join, you get a free share of a random stock. Yeah, yeah. And then when you refer someone, if they use your referral code, mm-hmm. you, you and them both get a free share, okay. I believe. There you I, go. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, the history of the stock market is not like that at all. Yeah. It used to be a, a huge barriers to entrance. Now it's literally, they're giving you free stuff. Like it was Absolutely. definitely an elite group of people that could even get uh-huh. into it. Yeah, just the yeah, wealthiest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you got to realize it used to be the stock orders actually resulted in two guys on the exchange floor making a deal and swapping, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah and yeah, I mean, now it's just electronic. It's just boom, it's off, you know, and you know, the, Honestly, I, I'm really happy to see it, though, because participation of even my generation in financial markets was dropping and dropping and dropping. And I mean, honestly, I think that these I know the retail sector now wreaks havoc in the securities exchanges. But uh, the but the uh, you know, it's democratized investing. I mean, there's more people now mm-hmm. my age and younger involved in involved in you know reinvesting than ever has been before and the thing to consider when you get a lot of these really progressive liberal types who like down with capitalism and all that bullshit you know what they don't realize is that the stock market is one of the most unique vehicles that is a pure form of capitalism that's given millions of people access to make serious wealth yeah but a lot of these people that believe what they see on tv or on the internet like no capitalism terrible it's like you know how many people live a very comfortable retirement mm-hmm. or comfortable life because they were just diligent putting a few hundred bucks away a month yeah. for 30, 40 years in the stock market? Like why, if you don't understand it, you can be afraid of it or you can hate it. Sure. It's very simple. My, th- you know, it's funny. I've never been, uh, I've not been scared of it and I definitely don't uh, like talk bad about it. It's just, I haven't understood it fully. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, it's always made me a little, a little leery. Right. Cause yeah. I mean, and this is terrible that my mind would even think this way, you know, it'd be like the one plane that crashes in 10 years of and you, course, and you well. don't fly because of that, but it's like the Enron, you know, like I just, mm-hmm. my mind will sometimes think, man, what if I put that yeah. 10 grand in there and it fucking goes belly well, up and I lose that 10 the thing, grand. The problem is, is, you know, you, you can't look at it as a, I'm putting money in Enron, you know, I mean, 
I'll pick sing, single stocks because, you know, I'm a degenerate, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but you, you can jump in. And, I mean, it used to be you'd have to buy into mutual funds with yeah. all these fees and trade fees. And then, you know, tax season come and you'd have to pay on cash out inside the fund that you never saw. And it was, fuck, it was just horrible. But now you get into ETFs. Yep. All right, you can buy the entire stock market in one fund. You can buy yeah. the S&P 500. Uh, I like to buy China. I see a lot of upside in Asia in the next 10 years. But it's... Uh, Timmy, do you know what the name of your mutual yeah, fund you have, is? You have hundreds of companies. Yes. And I'll, uh, when we go to break, uh, I'll yeah, look okay. it up and I want to talk to you guys about it too. Okay. So, Yeah, so, okay. Money. <laughs> Which is just fucked up because... I forget who it was. Is it Roosevelt? Whoever it was that detached the money from the gold? Yeah, right. And yeah. so now it's basically a trust, like that piece of paper that has a a one hundred mm-hmm. one hundred on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only w- worth. I mean, it's worth a hundred, I guess. Not really, but because the government says it's a hundred dollars, yeah. it's worth a yeah, hundred dollars. Sure. So I don't understand. I don't understand how. Um, how the money i don't understand how the money works and why would why we've had inflation like when i used to put gas in my motorcycle way back in the day it was 25 cents a gallon yeah yeah and like why is it now three dollars a gallon Uh, like inflation i guess i just don't understand inflation that conversation Um, that conversation about inflation is very abstract and sometimes you just have to understand that you're not going to fully grasp it but like, let me throw this out to you, okay? Yeah. We're walking down the sidewalk, and you see a, a light bulb on the sidewalk. Are you gonna bend down and pick it up, or are you gonna like, whatever, keep right. going? Right. Because they're easily accessible. There's billions of them everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's you can find them. You can find used light bulbs as many as you want, right? But if you're walking down the sidewalk and you see a ruby, are you gonna bend down and pick it up? Heck yes. Yeah, because there's not that many rubies, even though there are. They're in every jewelry store. But you know what right, I mean, right, generally right. speaking. That's the same idea with the dollar system is that we're trying to make this currency system we can all agree on and use. Right. So we can't have unlimited because then it'll be like the light bulbs where it's like, well, who gives a damn because who cares? They're all over the place. So the fact that the government's like printing money is not helping us. It's it's the hidden, it's a hidden tax. That's again, that's okay. Here's a perfect, brilliant example. I've used this a million times. I'm 33. About 11 years ago, they started the McDonald's, uh, maybe 12 years ago. Now, they started the McDonald's dollar menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They eliminated that about four years ago. You know why there's no more dollar menu? Because when they, I took a picture of it, the cheapest thing on the dollar menu was like a dollar eighty. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, everything was $1. Nine years later, when they canceled it, everything was almost $2 or above. That was just in 10 years, that inflation. Yeah. Meaning the government does. They print that much money that often. Especially this year, what's crazy about this year oh, April, yeah. is that, you know, like the stock market crashed, right? In March. Yeah. Like it did in two weeks what it did in two weeks back in 2008. Yeah. Well, not quite as bad, but almost. Yeah. And in one month, we increased the number of US dollars circulating by like 30% mm-hmm. in one week. Hmm. Well, the thing you got to so realize so is. So what's that mean? Again, so this is where I say it's really abstract. So like, don't. Don't ever, because don't ever think you're going to be like, I fully get it. Because like, right. even I just have to be like, I understand what's good. It means 
the cost of everything is going to go up. The cost of houses are going mm-hmm. to go up. The cost of food is going to go up. The cost of your gas is going to go up. Yeah. You know, like my grandpa used to say when he was a kid, he could buy a Butterfinger for two pennies. Why the hell is that Butterfinger two and a half dollars at the grocery store right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a hundred years ago. Yeah. That same thing. And again, that's why I say it's a hidden tax because I'm not getting that much of a raise. Every American isn't getting that much of a raise every year. Yeah. But. And some aren't getting any. (laughs) Right. Some aren't getting any at all. In fact, I really don't get a raise. I guess I don't really get a raise that keeps up with inflation. But regardless. Yeah. It's just one of those things where the more dollars in our system circulating, the less valuable they all become. Right. And it used to be where it was backed by gold. And even though gold's not perfectly finite, it was at least pretty damn good Mm -hmm. finite where we could really count on, okay, this is the price. Right, right. Yeah, man. And see, that's that's what's so wild about this, being able to understand. It makes me, I guess for the first time in my life, it it makes me a little nervous, all the stuff that's going on. I mean, not just politically, but just like, all the stuff going on, the the spending and the debt, and then the giving money to foreign countries, mm-hmm. and 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 just you know the lockdown and restaurants that have gone under, and it's yeah. like, where the fuck is this going? Like, where the <laughs> fuck is this ship going? Like, there's a part of me, and thankfully I'm not given to much anxiety. It's just not really part of my part of me. Um, but I definitely am like this seems like it's going to get fucked up. <laughs> like something seems, you know what I mean? Like literally like, where is this going to wind up? Where are we going here? Does that make sense? I mean, it's like, yeah. where's this headed? Yeah. It kind of feels like when, uh, when you pull the drug, the pull the plug on the drain and the water starts circulating around and you're yes. on the very outside. It's mm-hmm. like, we're really far away. Not a big deal. There's chaos, but, but now we're getting, we're right there in the drain and it's going really, 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 really yeah. fast. And just like every day you're like, I cannot believe that is in the headlines right now. Yeah. 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 You're right. Everything about, and it's not just America, this same stuff that's happening monetarily, economically, it's happening in every developed country. In the oh world yeah. Right now. It's worse than some. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Europe's in some big trouble. Really? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, no you doubt. think about it, they tied, they, you know, we, we have company countries like Germany tying the value of their currency to countries like Spain, Italy, Greece, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I, I wouldn't do it any long. You remember, long do you know what's Europe. going on in Europe with the Euro, their uh-uh. currency? No. Do you remember, you know, or do you know the meme, whatever about you've got like a class project with four or five mm-hmm. people in class project <laughs> and there's always like two people that just slack off and only put their name on it. Right. You mm-hmm. know that joke? Yes, yes. That's exactly what's happening in Europe. Yep. There are countries like Spain and Greece that have a culture that doesn't match the culture of Germany or or uh, or what Norway or whoever. Yeah, they just have different work ethics in different cultures. You know, I've been in Spain many times, and when you go to outside of Barcelona in Madrid, they absolutely still have siesta midday. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't get your shit done by about eleven a.m., everything shuts down until about three or four. Yeah, but that doesn't happen in Germany, and so you have different countries that have completely different goals and values. So you yeah. have a few countries that are working really hard and propping up the other European countries, which are not uh, having nearly the same amount of success. Right. So that's happening in Europe. Um, like the, us, us here in America to have hyper inflation, like what they had in was Zimbabwe or wherever it yeah. was, where you know a loaf of bread was five million 
dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is that even feasible? I, I know that Rome fell. I, mean, I know that the Persian Empire is no longer. I mean, yeah. I understand that empires come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was the actual moment when Rome actually was like finally went in the drain? You know, I'm sure there were people that were like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Not fine anymore. And then all of a sudden the goths are in the capital. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it does. The plateau hits you really hard. It comes fast and hard. And so does that, I mean, this is totally like now my brain's just all over the place. So what does that look like? If we, if we keep circling the drain, what's that mean? Does Russia come in or China come in and say, we're taking (sighs) you fuckers over or. Is that is that totally like conspiracy no. theory? Look at weird. Look you, at Venezuela. Yeah, you know, I mean they just had an economic collapse not long ago. Yeah, it's uh, it's possible. So what happened? Yeah. I didn't. I don't, see. I didn't even know about that. The, the whole country goes into absolute poverty. Yep. Exactly what you just described. Like oh. not just like what we're. Here's a crazy thing about America: is credit is so easily accessible. We have an entire middle class that's totally faking it. Oh yeah, living on credit <laughs> cards. Oh my god, living on borrowed money. So that your Instagram page looks nice. Mm-hmm. Wow! Think no, about it. Think about it, dude. Think so about just the, the fact that I have no debt. That's actually a good thing. Yes, you're yeah. you are in the minority, and I mean, like probably like five percent of Americans have no debt. Yeah. And like house, and I, I'm not even including people who have like a home loan. Like that's understandable. That's sure. Good. But that's yeah, you good could, debt, right? Sure. But there's there's but, people out there making forty thousand dollars a year with six figures of automotive debt. Yeah. There's people out there earning four hundred thousand a year. Who are spending five hundred thousand a year? Mm-hmm. No they doubt, on, man. Yeah, they get in on fact, a hedonistic I, treadmill. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I've got the, uh, I've got the article pulled up on my computer right now. I'm about to do an episode about it. It is, was it Washington Post? I don't usually read Washington Post, but whichever one is they're profiling different Americans and how mm-hmm. they've been impacted. There's this one millennial couple that's, you know, pierced septum and tattoos, and all. And it's like, yeah. okay, cool, cool. You know, young and hip, and they're like, yeah, we make like three thousand a month. And they bought a pup during the pandemic when they saw their income decrease by 25%. They bought a dog and they bought a big screen TV that mm-hmm. they financed. And I was like, what in the world is wrong with you? Holy Think about shit. that, dude. I can go to Nebraska Furniture Mart and deck out all new stuff for my house and put it on finance. I can go to Home Depot, remodel my whole house, put it on finance. I can go get a car. Okay, but let me pause here, okay? Because you were saying... Zimbabwe thing, hyperinflation. Where does the uh, uh, where does the music stop? Right, and everybody right. R- runs for a chair. Okay, so here's another fun thing most people don't know about. Do you know about the petrodollar? No, I don't. Oh, Steve, you know about the petrodollar? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay, so you said like FDR took us off the gold standard, right? So like, how do we keep the money stable? How do we keep this thing? How do we keep it from going hyperinflation risk out of control? Because we're not going to stop printing money. Right. So Richard Nixon made a deal with the Arabs, Saudi Arabia, when they started really getting oil rich back in the 60s, 70s. Uh, they saw an opportunity and they said, here's the deal. We will basically let you have first privilege access to our U.S. military for whatever purpose you want. Okay. In exchange, you have to sell all of your oil in U.S. dollars, Mm -hmm. right? So for the last 40 years or whatever, Saudi Arabia, the number one producer, the number one exporter of oil, generally speaking, has only been dealing in U.S. dollars. So let's just say 
I don't know, Romania wants to buy oil from Saudi Arabia. Romania has to first get U.S. dollars and then give it to Saudi. So we're keeping this U.S. dollar system afloat globally. So the value of the dollar stays relatively the same, even though it's plummeting. Really, it is. Right. Now, what happens if Saudi Arabia is like, you know what? We're not doing this Fuck anymore. You guys. Yeah, we're all, we're out of here. That's that's one of the things that that's what they call um, Jim Rickards. That's what he calls currency wars. This like the wars, the next generation of wars, they're not going to be bombs and bullets and tanks. It's going to be all zeros and ones. And it's going to be people being like, oh, yeah, U.S., you want to play this game? Fine. We're going to stop buying oil. We're going to team up with Russia and Ukraine. We'll, you know, we'll make this new union, global union of oil producers or whatever it might be. Yeah. And we'll only start trading in rubles or whatever it might be. Right. And then, boom, the U.S. economy just completely tanks. This whole thing, this whole monetary system of the U.S. dollar really does look like the Grinch who stole Christmas when he has that huge sled and it's just overflowing yes. with all the presents he's stolen. It's like about to tip over. Like it really is at that point. Fascinating. See, because it, it, it what would benefit, <laughs> how would it benefit Saudi Arabia to do that? Like what's their mode? Why don't they do that? Why don't they just say, fuck you guys. They have well, access to the largest military on earth. Yeah. And I mean like, <laughs> oh, and we to, are the bad motherfuckers. Like yeah, we're uh -huh. the yeah. baddest motherfuckers yeah. on the planet. And I yeah. hate that about us, but yeah, we are. But, uh, I mean, you have to, okay, now that goes into Arab history, Middle Eastern history. Um, who was the guy that was a British soldier that got conscripted to go out to Saudi Arabia and help them during World War One? Uh, Lawrence uh, of Arabia? Lawrence of Arabia. It's a great movie. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> I have not. Well, if you want to see one of the most poignant, non-politically correct movies you've ever seen, go watch Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> not only is wonderful. it a beautifully made movie, <laughs> yeah. and the camera shots, and the scenery, and the everything... But it teaches you that in the world of the Arab part of the world, it's always been tribal. Mm -hmm. It's always been nomad tribes that have never gotten along. So Saudi Arabia wants to be the bad boys on the Arab block, right? Oh. Now they've got the full might of the U.S. military right behind them. So nobody fucks with Saudi Arabia anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's why they would want the deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as long as we are badass. As long as we continue to agree to drop bombs on whoever Saudi Arabia points at, They'll keep selling their oil in dollars. But if you haven't noticed, we've slowly been working our way up to number one oil producer in the world. I think we're starting to see that it's not quite as tenable a position as it was 20 right. years ago. Right. And I think like that's what the fracking comes from. Yep. Yeah, like, fracking. And they found a new deposit of oil down below in Mexico, which is like three times what Saudi Arabia has. Yep. Time for it, a 51st state. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's like on the northern really? half of Mexico. Yeah, yeah. So, again, geopolitics, man. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. You want to know another really dark little secret about U.S. financial <laughs> that nobody knows? I thought we were all little Christians, right? We, yes, I, I thought know, we I were wish. all like, we love Jesus and we live, do right. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no. So, do you know what the repo market is? No. Yeah. You don't know what the repo market is? Mm. No, unless you're talking about repossession of a no no, yeah, no, no. but it's got a strangely <laughs> similar name but no so at the end of each night all the banks have to balance their books right yeah pretty straightforward sure lots of money in lots of money out all day every day across the country so at the end of the day five o'clock they do all the computer runs it and balances their books and here's bank of steve bank of tim bank of ryan bank of tim at the end of the day oh shoot you know what i'm 
I don't have enough assets. I, I need, you know, I'm, I'm upside down by a million. That's a rounding error, right? Right. But overnight repo, you'll call Bank of Steve, Bank of Ryan, and I'll be like, here's a, here's a million bucks. Uh, I'll give it to you overnight. When stuff opens up tomorrow, just give it back to me at 2%, 1%. You follow? Yeah. Not a big deal. It's happened forever. Very straightforward. It's just how the ecosystem of banks work. Well, last summer, the Federal Reserve calls up these banks and like, hey, guys, we got to talk. And, like, and it's like, a bunch, you know, and all the banks like, yeah, like they know they've done something wrong. And the Fed steps in and is like, why the hell are you guys loaning overnight at 10% and 12% and 15 and 20% overnight? And they're like, all of them at the same time, like, because we don't have enough assets in our banks. And they're all coming up short. And they're all basically tell the Fed, like, if you don't step in and fix this right now, the banking system can go under right. and just like run on the banks next, like literally tomorrow type of thing, right? Right. How did it get that bad? Well, one, the distrust in the banks. Two, because they let the biggest, wealthiest uh, speculators just go balls to the wall with risky, risky. They are literally making investments out of anything. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll split up debt 16 ways and sell it 16 different ways. Everything's crisscrossed, whatever they can, just to make a little fee to keep things going. And Isn't that what blew up the housing market? That's exactly what yeah. blew up that, would, your house. That's very observant. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what caused the 2008 crash was that exact behavior. We've gotten to that same point again. So starting last August, August of 2019, the Fed overnight was writing a check to all the banks for about $700 billion. Every single night. You know what else we had to do with 700 billion? That's the exact dollar amount it took to bail out the whole U.S. country in 2008. Wow. And they're writing that check every night. Now, I don't know yeah. if it's going on right now because they've been able to really muddy the waters with all of this virus stuff, right? You know, all that. I imagine a lot of that money truly was just like throwing money at trillions at the banks just to be like, here, quit screwing around. Yeah. But of course, no one will be held accountable. But you got to realize they're not transferring funds from the government to the banks. They're just printing. I mean, that's basically printing $700 billion every night. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then when you think about it, the next COVID relief bill is what, $800 billion? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was 900. Well, 900? it's $2 trillion altogether. Yeah, yeah. But just the virus relief was uh, $900 billion. Yeah. So they're going to give all of us what they gave the banks in uh, two days. Yeah. <laughs> And don't forget, you pay taxes all year just for them to give you a measly $600 back when if they took that $900 billion and divided it among, I don't, I don't care if you had a son yesterday and he's still crying in the hospital, right. every man, woman, and child in America would 2, get like 2500 yeah. bucks. But no, they have been so wise that only some of the poor people in America get 600 bucks. Talk about how corrupt and how messed up. That's how messed up this whole financial system is. And see, oh, the yeah. corruption is something that, that, like, what's the fix? The fix is just let the whole thing burn to the ground and, like, actually start building actual guillotines. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, like. Like, legitimately. like Yeah, like, legitimately. Yeah. Seriously. Pull Jamie Dimon out of his top floor CEO office at J.P. Morgan, tar him, feather him, and, like, seriously, like, when do you take your country back? Yeah. What's our, you know, there's, I actually read this meme just actually today. It's from the Lord of the Rings 
or the little hobbit pippin i don't remember which of the three it is but he says like there's nothing worse than standing on the edge i would rather be fighting in this civil war rather than be standing on the edge watching a civil war come that i know i can't stop and it's like we already know this thing's gonna crash and everybody's gonna hurt really really bad so let's just pull the bandit off crash the whole thing hold some people and almost get back to like old school trading like hey i'll give you two of uh, two loaves of bread no dude that's where me. bitcoin comes in yeah. that's where bitcoin comes in that's why bitcoin was created okay yeah. that's where bitcoin so, so yeah. maybe bitcoin is really a godsend do you think it's going to get to two hundred uh thousand per bitcoin that's the, e- what they're projecting and i'm like easily get to a million dollars of bitcoin if you just extrapolate out the data, the data of the people, yeah, sure. So what you're saying, Ryan, is that absolutely everybody listening, including me, I should definitely get some some investment in Bitcoin. I'm absolutely not saying that at all. Oh, because, <laughs> because I have I have federal gonna, yeah I have federal licenses that I have to maintain. And gotcha. I, none of this is investment advice. This is no, all just not. peckers talking. Yes, that's right? exactly right. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, that's the whole philosophy behind Bitcoin is it's a computer algorithm. There's no one human being that gets to control it. Now, with that said, the entire Bitcoin market is very manipulated as well. Mm-hmm. Very. It's not pure as Jesus. No, no. So that's, so that's a lot of drama that when Bitcoin went from, I don't know, low 100 to 200 to 300 and made its way up to about 1,000. A lot of very, very wealthy people, very politically connected people, bankers and those types who stood to lose a lot if a new system knocked them off their podium. Yeah. Got in. Warren Buffett doesn't like Bitcoin. He doesn't know it. Warren Buffett's not really anybody. It's people like Larry Summers that concern me. And those are the people that you and most people have no idea. Who's Larry Summers? I have no idea. He was the head of the Treasury for Bill Clinton. He was on the Federal Reserve or he's nominated to be on the Federal Reserve board by Obama. He is a corrupt banker from the day he got, you know, his balls dropped. He's that's been a corrupt banker. That's so fascinating that, that yeah, you know, we were talking about this over over Christmas dinner and half the fucking shit that politicians and whoever the fuck if I did even a smidgen of the shit they're doing mm-hmm. or have done I would have my ass in Leavenworth prison yeah, um, picking up the soap, uh, not being happy about it. And that's so, it's so, I don't even know the word. I, I can't even think of the word that it, it just produces such irritation in me that, that there's so much corruption um, out there in the government and just shady fucking shit. Uh, mm-hmm. that money, you know, money lobbyists and like all that shit. I'm just like, why are we so corrupt and how have we allowed all of this and how did we get here? And yeah. And like, where is this going and what's the fix and what do we do? And, and, and are we going to see in our lifetime this, I know I'm throwing out a lot, but in our lifetime, are we going to see it either break or something you know i'm just wondering if within the next 50 years are we going to see this fix or are we going to limp along until that point it's going to be our children's children that are really going to see where this goes or i know that was a lot but i don't know yeah yeah i mean thing is cycles in we've been in a really long economic cycle in the u.s of growth and prosperity but 
You know, I mean, cycles end and it's not always a bad thing, right. you know, because I mean, think about it this way. OK, we, we, we talked about inflation. Let's say we get hyperinflation. All right. All of a sudden, a loaf of bread costs five trillion dollars. All right. U.S. debt's already financed and I don't even want to guess what it is now. But all of a sudden that becomes a lot cheaper. And then as we rebuild, we've unloaded a lot of that probably. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, Germany came back very struck. That's a really bad example. No, but it's true. But it's true. You know, Germany after World War One, they came back very strongly once it just collapsed. And you know, you know what they did? They kicked the bankers out. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And you know Germany that, kicked out the globalist bankers out of Germany. They went back to their they they took all their currency back in house. They brought all of it back in and had a strong uh, now granted they coupled that with a massive government spending yeah. to kickstart everything. Yeah. But they did. And in like 20 years, they went from bottom of the barrel to you know what's really, really interesting? I think both of you guys would like. Time magazine just put Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and that was a bunch of hoopla on the mm -hmm. internet for a couple of days, right? Who gives a damn? And then somebody's like, Yeah, well, they also put Hitler on the front of Time magazine. I was like, Huh. Oh. And I went back and you could pull it up on time.com and I oh, read, no dude, you guys have to read the Time Magazine article of Hitler in 1938. Wow, is it an interesting read? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not a, it's not at all like the Hitler we know today. Yeah. And like this man is a he's a genius, a genius navigator in global politics with with the Austrian Hungary Hungarians and and the U.S. and and like they're talking about uh, all these old names that you you know only history books have and yeah. and the genius of Hitler and how he navigated the fallout of World War One and the rise Ooh. of his party and the success of his people. It's like it's like seven and I don't know maybe like ten thousand words. Probably take you thirty minutes to read. But okay, so here's what's fascinating. You bring that up, Ryan. I had a friend of mine. Well, Oren, that was supposed to be here tonight, but had to work late. He um, I, when this lockdown first happened. And, you know, I was telling him, I was like, oh man, I said, this, you know, this won't last long. It's fine. Yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I don't know, man. He goes, it's something seems shady. He goes, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, you know, so this is going on and on and on. And then it, he referenced uh, Germany and he said, he goes, think about it. He goes, Hitler for most people initially seemed like the savior. Mm hmm he seemed like he was going to fix everything. He was going to make it great. Everybody loved him. He was going to create change, yada, 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 help us financially. And he said, there were some people, though, that were like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Something seems fucking shady. I'm out. And he goes, and those are the ones that didn't go to the concentration camps. You know, he's like, they escaped. And he said, I'm not, he's like, I'm not saying that that's what's happening yeah. here. He said, but... He said, it makes me leery. He said, you know, sometimes when we were like, no, they, you know, the government just wants to help us. They're just trying to da, 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 da. He's like, really though? Like, is that really what's going on? Are people out for their own gain, their own personal, whatever. Um, and just to be aware of what's going on, what's taking place and, and to not be the kind of people that would have been duped carrying the, you know, Hi Hitler, like yay, mm -hmm. before it turned the corner and got fucking psycho. Um, I don't know. Is that is that you know? Is that? Yeah. Well, it's not that difficult to put yourself in their position. Any of them at any time. I mean, the amount of poverty Germany was experiencing after World War One is literally unimaginable. Like, 
Fifty percent of people were just no, like ninety-nine percent of people. <laughs> oh my god! Like ninety-nine percent no of people had nothing. Like your clothes, hey, nice clothes, man. Get ready to wear that outfit for the next twelve months. I mean, like eating out, forget it. Yeah. Talk about, uh, you know, your pregnant girlfriend or wife having a baby. Like, good luck. Like hospitals are have no resources. Um, very quickly. They turn to degeneracy, porn, sex stores, and sex uh, clubs, and sex parties, and uh, all sorts of por porn magazines, and just like general, you know, you're a yeah. uh, religious guy, you know, the yeah. Sodom and Gomorrah basically turned into Sodom and Gomorrah really quick. It turned, and then you see this one charismatic guy who's like, this isn't right. We don't have to be, we can have a better place. Make Germany a clean place and have values and morals and da -da. kick the bankers out. They did this to you in Europe. And it's like, it's not that difficult to believe. And yeah, slippery slope. Yeah. I mean, we're all human, right? Yeah. Well, and I think we have our vested interest is, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of what I look at is how is this going to help me? Mm -hmm. You know I mean? I think a lot about myself, mm -hmm. you know, and how is this going to affect me and you know my kids and my future and my business and, you know, the, the lockdown that, that happened, which that's a whole nother fucking topic that I don't, I don't agree with it, but you know, the, the whole lockdown, shutting down all the bars, shutting down all the restaurants, shutting down all events, you know, which yeah. is what my business is. Like literally my business was completely just shut down. So some people say, well, you're just motivated for selfish interest. You know, you just wanted to keep I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. yeah <laughs> of course I, I fucking, yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking about myself. I've got a lot of people that rely on me. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, like I'm not okay with the government telling me I can't fucking work. And then they're not going to give me, you know, my, whatever I make per month, they're not going to just give it to me, which yeah. I, which is for me personally, I think this is why I probably lean a little right. You know, I'm, I'm free market. I'll work for my money. I don't need your fucking handouts. I will work yeah. and I will earn my keep. I will earn my money. But if all of a sudden you're telling me I can't earn my money, I can't do it. Yeah. It, it, it worked me up. I mean, I got you know, agitated. something to consider is like, can I see that pin? Yeah. All right. So it's like, have you seen Milton Friedman when he talks about how do you make this pencil? Have you seen this one, Steve? I think so. So do you know who Milton Friedman is? Do you know who I this don't. guy is? He was an economist, right. a really, really just like groundbreaking economist of like the 60s and 70s, very free market. And he's got this, this you, can, you can find it on YouTube. It's, he, he says it much better than I will, okay? Yeah. But imagine this is a pencil or this pen. How many people do you think it takes to make a number two pencil? Five. Yeah, right. Five people, right? Not that difficult, right? Yeah. Well, let's think about it. Okay, number two pencil. You've got an eraser. That rubber comes from a rubber tree over in Africa. You've got that little brass wrapper around there. So they, where did they get where did they mine that brass from? Somebody mined that brass. Okay, so then you have a tree for the actual wood. You actually had to cut down trees out of a forest in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> you have graphite. They mined that out of a graphite mine out of South America. And then you have the yellow paint. And they made that paint in somewhere in Ohio. Every one of those operations had employees mm. that were mining or mixing the paint, people driving the trucks to get them from factory to factory, construction workers that built those factories. Um, you had, uh, let's see, with with the, you had boats to deliver it, semi trucks to deliver it, all trains to deliver it. You had accountants and bankers and 
tax guys and finance guys to make all of those different enterprises work. And then somehow all of those raw materials end up in one factory where five people built one number two pencil. And somehow Tim Gibson bought that number two pencil for like 25 cents. Yeah. When you shut down the economy like this, you're not just shitting on one person's job at Grand Falloon or 20 people. The ripple from shutting that down cannot be cannot be underestimated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quentin Lucas goes around all high and mighty. Rex Archer, the head of health department, go around all high and mighty like one life lost is too much. And it's like, bro, do you have any clue the ripple effect that you're putting out right now? Like I said, that one, and that's what I talk about a lot in the barbershops when I talk to these guys about yeah. money. And I was like, you guys, same exact thing. How many people does it take to make this one number two pencil? I don't know, like two or three or four. Yeah, sure. But how many people does it make to create those machines, those assembly lines, the maintenance guys? Now you're the talking like, thousands of people. Yeah, the, tens of thousands, dude. Tens yeah. of thousands of people just to make that. People have no clue how complicated an economy is, let alone a global economy. Yeah. And just to shut it down, we've got no clue the backfire this is having. That's what I'm wondering is when will we see the the backlash? It's like the tsunami. The water's pulled out. Mm. And I'm like, what? When's that wave coming in? I don't know, man. Do you think it will? Do you, Steve, do you think it will? Oh, good Lord. Um, I, th- I think they're going to do everything they can to prevent it because it's going to be absolutely disastrous if they don't. You know, um, I'm like, when do the like here in Kansas City, the masks, yeah, the shutting down the businesses, the health department, oh, Nazis. Oh, when shit. when do the business owners fight back? God, I don't know. I wish you know, they would rally together and go. You know what? Fuck you. We're not yeah, closing but, down at ten. Fuck you. Suck my dick. But we, we, you know, we first of all the polar business permits. But the other yeah. thing is, see, is, that's the oh. the other thing is, is they, you know, they have, you know, that they have the Facebook's on their side. Yeah, yeah they've you got know, the, I mean, that's it. They've got the yeah. pop culture on their side. Yeah, you know, they got their pop culture on their side and, you know, and everybody's going, yeah, we got to do this. Yeah, we got to do this. And, you know, honestly, I think we did need to do it, but we sure the fuck needed to do it right. And we didn't and we are not doing it right. No, no. All right. Because, OK, you guys closed down at 10. All right. I live in Mission. Along Johnson Drive, those bars right across state line from here. They're hopping now, you yeah. know. It's not and even that. Though. I mean, it is that, but it's, it's not like, consistent. I'm at Grand Falloon chugging beers or whatever, and there's 55, 60, 70 people on there chugging. We're all cross-contained. There's, uh-huh. no, there's nothing stopping. Yeah, right? Nothing you, is stopping. Yeah, yeah and you know, the, the thing is, is, yeah, the businesses need to be open to operate or government needs to fund it. If you look at other countries where, you know, the numbers are supported, supposedly lower, all right? China. Okay. China's very good at being authoritarian and shutting everyone down, you know? So, I mean, one person from a household could go out each day, all that stuff, you know? Um, then you look at Europe and, you know, they're subsidizing 60, 80% of lost income so people can stay home. Right. You know, but if we're going to give people 600 bucks every four months, every <laughs> eight months, you yeah. know, I, I got to work. You know, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah, I can't live off six hundred fucking dollars. No, so, there's such a slap in the face. It, you know, not a single politician has taken a pay cut. Actually, there is. There's one politician who's taken a pay cut. You know who that is? Who? Donald J. Trump. <laughs> really? Are we allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> he don't. He, since day one, he's donated every penny he's earned as president to charities every month. 
You don't hear about that on no. CNN. He's the only politician all year to even take a 1% pay cut, let alone a 100% pay cut. No. And they're all like, yeah, $600 ought to do. So just. Well, just, it's. Yeah. And I, mean, I, don't, you, I don't see how that doesn't piss off everyone like me that had to turn up for work every day through this whole shit show. I know. Because, you know, the thing is, unemployment got boosted 600 bucks a week. Yeah. You know, honestly, I had a hard time. I had a hard time explaining to the guys to come to work because a lot of them were in a position where they could make more on unemployment. Yeah. You know, and I mean, shit, how, how am I, how am I as, you know, a boss man supposed to sit here and compete yeah. against sitting on your ass watching Netflix? You're right. Right. Right, <laughs> you know? man. Right. You're I mean, right. If I could have made, if I could have made more money sitting at home by my, you know, sitting at home and then, Absolutely, I wouldn't have come in. Yeah, you know? and, I, and it's mm -hmm. my job to keep the fucker running. Well, and I feel <laughs> like I feel like all the fucking people that were really down for the lockdowns, just like the mayor fucking Lucas and the fucking idiot Newsom guy in California. You know, like you said, they're 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 not hurt. They're not affected by the lockdown financially. Right. You know, they they're they're fine. They like you said, they're still getting their checks, so they don't give a fuck uh, about the the bartender or the bar owner. I heard him on I heard him on Pete Mundo uh about two weeks ago and Pete said, you know, I got a question. You're shutting all the bars and restaurants and all that down and all these mom and pop businesses, but what about Walmart and Costco? You know, I was there and, and I mean there are so many hundreds of people that he says, Oh, Pete, you gotta realize when you go to Walmart, you're just going for a bottle of toothpaste, you're in, you're out. But when you're at a restaurant, you sit there for hours and it's like no, dude. What logic? That is like the fucking stupidest thing. Even yeah, with my yeah. lack of brain cells, I know that that's <laughs> know. just so. Yeah. And I'm like, Mayor, if you want to shut stuff down, be honest. Shut yeah. it all down. Mm -hmm. Well, own just, it. But yeah. he doesn't want to own it. He wants to tiptoe just far enough that he can do what looks good and da da da. I, I also can't believe, I mean, you're a Redditor. Mm -hmm. I can't believe the absolute misplaced arrogance right now especially specifically on Reddit of these pro lockdown people mm -hmm. where Reddit, I don't know. Do you use Reddit very often? I don't, but I need to. I've heard no, so no, many no, people man, talk. You got to get out. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't start. <laughs> I've been using Reddit since like 2011 and Reddit used to be the coolest, no doubt the coolest website on the internet. Yeah. I mean like whatever the headline is this week, I knew about it two weeks ago mm -hmm. and not just that, but the comments said, come for the headline, stay for the comment oh, yeah. section. It was amazing. And there was this awesome community. Reddit, Reddit has been strategically bought, owned, and completely destroyed in the last like six or seven years. And now it's just an echo chamber. Mm -hmm. And there's no open thought. And there's a Kansas City subreddit. Let me tell you, Tim, you never saw hate until you saw people mention my name on the Kansas City subreddit. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, you, I'm telling you, dude, you put my name on there, you're guaranteed you can have 50 comments of people that hate me. These people don't know me. Right. These people never went to my website and read the positions I'm running for on that campaign. Yeah. But they hate my guts. And it's Wait, like, are we supposed to read positions? Yeah, no, no, no. But so and, it's like, and I'm not perfect. Like I'm I mess up all the time. I never claim to be perfect. Well, sure, of course. But you know what I mean? Sure. But the echo chamber on there of the pro lockdown, they don't want to hear anything of they don't care how many people lose their jobs. They don't care how there's no discussion. It's it's shocking. They love they love the lockdown. They love the politicians enforcing the lockdown. And if you say anything against it, you'll be downvoted. Nobody will ever see your comment. But not only that, they'll just come with some really, really nasty comments about 
how terrible of a person you are yeah, and just like fucking trolls yeah 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 it's like man this has turned into such a terrible that's another thing that, that brings up another subject that we've talked about about the the political or the biases oh, yeah the, the uh, of media you know and mm. i, I want to try to i have some friends that are in media but i'm like man it's like it's like uh trying to find out what's the truth all right so guys we've been we've been talking a lot about <laughs> the shit storm that's coming <laughs> <laughs> we've yeah, we've talked about a lot which is great that's what this this podcast is it's a it's such an open flowing conversation um around one topic but then we'll take little rabbit trails here and there so one of the things I think people might be that are listening or are wondering is, well, what the fuck should I do? Like, wh what should I do? And I, I think I've heard you guys say it's so easy to, to do any kind of investing. So no matter if it's four dollars mm. through your cash app, like do something. Yeah. Start now with whatever you can. Mm -hmm. So uh, right before we came on here live, I told you that my son, uh, he's 19. He just opened up his first uh, Roth IRA with a thousand dollars through Fidelity. And, uh, cause I want him to have a different experience than, than I've had, you know, now I'm very interested in this. I wish I would have been interested in it back when I was 19. What, what is a Roth IRA? Is it good? Steve, decent? what do you, what do you have on all your different accounts? Oh shit. <laughs> do you, you have brokerage accounts, right? Yeah. I have brokerage accounts. You have IRAs? Um, yeah. I, I have a simple IRA that co company contributes to, we roll it over and, uh, Part of it's professionally managed. Part of it's rolled over in an IRA that I self-direct. And then uh, I have a uh, high premium insurance plan. So I get an HSA, which honestly I think is one of the best deals out there for HSAs are right cool. Now. They're great. But uh, and then also, you know, I mean, the kids are going to college soon. I hope maybe. But uh, so I got a five. So I got a five twenty nine C plan for them. And okay. then I have, uh, you know, and then you know, I have just regular retail accounts where I pay taxes like a chump. And then, <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. Yep. And then, you know, I also have custodial accounts for all my kids. I put okay. money in there and my nine year old makes me look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Steve's a perfect example of your average American investor. You've got it all right. Mm -hmm. The reason it's so damn complicated is the same reason of everything we've been talking about so far. These completely uneducated moronic politicians we have they get bought and sold and mm -hmm. pass these laws. Yeah. So before 1913, there was no federal income tax. So in the case of the stock market, make as much money as you want to. You don't pay any taxes on it, right? Right. Now, because you have to pay capital gains tax on what you make in your stock investing, now we have, okay, well, we'll give the little chumps, like you said. We'll give mm -hmm. the chumps a bone. Open a Roth IRA. You can put $7,000 away. You don't have to pay tax. That's it. You only get to put $7,000 away per year yep. and you have to have a job. So if you're retired, you can't put money away. If you're unemployed, you can't put money in a Roth IRA, right? It has yeah. to be with earned money. Max 7,000 and then you have to pay taxes when you make cash. Yeah. It's such a load of shit. Mm. And that was another thing on the campaign. I was like, you guys, you work your ass off and you pay income tax and all your sales tax and that other BS tax, earnings taxes. Then whatever you have left over, you pay the bills and then you save some for yourself and be responsible. Like Steve, all these accounts. Then if you happen to make money on Tesla or whatever you invest, you have to pay another tax. Instead of passing more laws, let's start repealing these laws like the mm -hmm. capital gains tax. Mm -hmm. You literally invested in America and you're getting penalized for it. Well, the thing is, it's not just an investment in America. You know, I mean, I, I, need, I need to have the money later when I grow. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the thing is, 
not only is it there, but it's locked in equity markets until I retire. So, I mean, it's almost like a tax by corporate America on our earnings because, you know, we either got to save for retirement or, you know, starve to death. Yeah. So we're putting it in there. And, you know, I I have money that's been locked in there since I was 18 years old. You know, I mean, you know, I started saving for retirement as soon as I started working, you know. So, wow. Yeah. Awesome. uh, Yeah. So, I mean, you know, not only is it propping up the stock prices and the equity prices and all that stuff, but, you know, I mean, it's locked in there for 50 years. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, now to boil it down really simple, Steve has a regular IRA, a Roth IRA, and a simple IRA, if I heard you right. Mm-hmm. Maybe just two, but. And a 401k. Though. Oh, there you go. Okay, so he's got a simple <laughs> IRA, a 401k, a regular IRA, and a Roth IRA. Basically, it's normal brokerage investment accounts where you get taxed for what you make money. And then IRAs, which include 401ks, mm-hmm. where you don't pay tax. Yeah. But all of those where you don't pay tax, it limits you on how much you can put in each year. So what would you, so if, if, if you had a son yeah, and he had $10,000, mm-hmm. what would you encourage him to do? Yeah. So this is the shitty part about all this is you have to be super strategic and it's like, you know, again, knocking down barriers to entry, like Robin Hood has done. Mm-hmm. Open a dispensary. Yeah, open, no, not open dispensary. I don't know how we got to that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, if we could repeal this bullcrap, you'd get so many more people interested and motivated and involved. But the strategy is open an IRA, yeah. whichever one works, max it out and put whatever's left into a regular uh, yeah. non-IRA account. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first thing he's got to ask those, what's he want to do? Yeah. You know, that's, that's one a thing point. a lot of people don't think about. And that's why I have, you know, <clears throat> a bunch of accounts that are not tax advantaged, you know. I want to retire. Yeah. You know, but also want to go on vacations. I have a vacation account and, you know, that's money that, you know, from a tax point of view, I should put in an HSA or an IRA, but I want to go on vacation, you know, and, you know, I'm not going to put that in a savings account and get 0.1%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I, what I do with that, you know, I, I want to protect my principal. So I put it in a fund that I keep, uh, and I really love these. Uh, I use, High-grade corporate debt and junk bond ETFs have instant liquidity and instant diversification in the bond market. And so you're not going to get stock market returns, but you're going to beat inflation. You're going to beat a savings account. So, I mean, yeah, the the first thing, and and a lot of people don't understand this, and they just open a brokerage account on Robinhood and say, yeah, we're investing now, we're investing now, we're investing now. But the first thing you need to realize is, what do I want to do and what's my exit strategy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Because if you want to retire, that's a different ball game than if you want to go to yeah. Bali next year. Yeah. You know? ah. and, and to make it a little more uh, tangible or digestible, it's like, imagine you're going to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Why are you buying a house? Is this for you to live in for 20 years? Mm-hmm. Is this for you to rent out as a rental property? Like, why are you buying this house? How much are you going to fix it up? What are you going to do for curb appeal? What kind of loan? How are you going to, there's a lot to go. Same with investing. Oh, like, yeah. like, that's a good point. Yeah. Before you do it, think, why, why am I doing this? Well, I just want to make a bunch of money. Okay, well then, simple. IRA, yeah. max it out. That. Yeah. But like like you said, if you want to spend because with an IRA, you have to remember all these rules and regulations, there are penalties if you take that money out. Oh. So if you put money in a Roth IRA or an IRA, there's penalties if you take it out. Okay. Yeah. Unless you strategically get divorced. God, I know. And again, like, <laughs> that goes down an entirely another path of all the rules and regulations. And then it's like, well, I'm 59 and a half. Okay, well, there's a whole nother rabbit hole of rules. Well, now I'm 71 and a half. Well, now here's another. Mm-hmm. There's so many federal laws. Like complicated. Yeah, and you yes, know what? They don't have to goddamn be. Bone. 
Yes. If you look at Canada has a deal, it's a, uh, what, what do they call it? It's a savings account. You can put, I think, 2,500. It's not much, 2,500 in it. But any capital gains you get inside that account, you can draw out without paying t- capital gains taxes. I mean, they at least get that little bone, you know. But yeah. Yeah, we don't get shit here. What's the simplest? What would be the, is this correct English? The most simple, safe uh, way to invest? Or is there such a thing? Probably just like SPY, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan. You want to think about costs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a you lar- large index fund. If you are, yeah. Like okay. what I have. Yeah, so like yeah. if you're really stupid, okay, I am going to, so again, this none of this is investment advice. This is very like borderline We're just stuff. talking shit. Yeah, I know, yeah. but you know what? The lawyers and the regulators, they don't talk shit. They talk black and white laws. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. none of this is investment advice. I'm just bullshitting here. If we're talking to the stupidest person who has $10,000, who is really just stupid, I think you'd want to obviously be as low cost as possible. Yeah, so, if, so you're talking and, SPY there. Yeah, yeah. And you want to also um, be very diversified because they're probably too stupid to know to really do any research on any one stock company. So an ETF would have a like really the, good yeah. Oh, yeah, diversify. Absolutely. So like the SPY, do you know? So terms, terminology, do you know what the S&P 500 is? I've heard it, but I'm not super familiar with it. So it's just like when they say the stock market went up 2% today, Yeah, that usually is like the S&P 500 okay. or the Dow. But regardless of what yeah. the Dow is right now, the S&P 500, just the 500 largest companies in America. Okay. Okay. Or not in America. Like the Fortune 500 companies, that's what it's yeah, referring to? Essentially, okay. yeah, just biggest, for, for simplicity. Yeah, yes. yeah. So you could buy SPY, which is the symbol for the S&P 500 ETF. So you put 10,000 into it. That's so it. you're betting on the whole thing. There you go. Got or not, well, you're betting you're, on the top 500. If you want to bet on the whole thing, there's whole market funds too. Yeah, you can get you can uh, get bigger, but generally speaking, S&P 500 is enough. Yeah, and that covers every industry: transportation and technology and and energy and medicine, all of them. Yeah, yeah. you own Apple, you own Amazon, you own Google, all in one shot. Yeah, you yeah. own. Yep. So, I mean, that's about as easy, and that's just set it and forget it, man. And then here's the big thing. You said compounding interest at the very beginning. This is what so many people in their tw- teens and 20s just don't realize. There's something weird, and it's a human condition about being young. You don't have any perception of time. No. Mm-hmm. You don't think that one day. Yeah, you never think one day no. you'll be 33 or 51. Or right. How old are you, Steve? 38. 38. Yeah. Yeah. It's always like, yeah, I'll just spend this money today and just fuck it, right? Yeah. And these credit cards, right? <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> but like everybody knows. Everybody knows. It's not even, it's like, it's don't stare at the sun, right? Right. It's invest early. Right. But we just don't do it. Yeah. But if you just put a hundred bucks or 200, whatever you can afford, every single paycheck. I try to tell people when you're budgeting, treat yourself like a business. Mm-hmm. You got to pay yourself first and then mm-hmm. figure out how all the other bills work. Yeah. And if you come up a hundred dollars short after you've paid yourself, fucking figure out how it's to, time to hustle. Yes. You <laughs> either cut all those stupid expenses like that new dog you just bought and that TV you financed <laughs> or, or you go work harder and you ask for a raise or get a second job or do what, figure it out. Yeah. Like I, so that's the simplest thing I think, right? Low cost mm-hmm. and extremely diversified. Set it and forget it. Yeah. And then keep it going regularly. Those three things. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing that, that I'm excited about now that I've, I've become a little bit more familiar with it all. And, you know, I, I have some investments 
one of the things that, and I'm not sure where I even got this. It's, it seems like the American dream. Maybe it was my grandpa because my grandpa uh, worked for himself and then opened a grocery store and, 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 and it did well um, for me is being an entrepreneur, you know? So sometimes when I'll come into money, I invest like some of the money that I got through quarantine, I, I bought a camera and I, I started a photography business. And so, you know, I, I invested in a camera to, to help me make more money, you know? And so I was trying to invest in myself, um, kind of that immediate, you know, that immediate, here's a thousand dollar camera, boom. Now I can do mm -hmm. $200 photo shoots and, you know, I'm making that money back. There you go. Um, but also being able to, you know, invest in the stock market and, and, and realize that there's no reason for anyone. Most people have enough brains to, to do this. It's, it's not like how it's, it's like, you don't need to be an Elon Musk, right? We all yeah. like, you meet an Elon Musk and he's like, he's like on another planet, you know, his brain is just different, but that's a rare bird. There's a lot of people that are making a lot of money uh, playing the stock market or a million different ways. Stock market and rental real estate are the mm -hmm. two most easily accessible ways to exponentially grow your wealth. It's been done a million times. Anybody that's got discipline can do it. Yeah. And you gave your son well, that Tony Robbins book. Is that the Masters of Money one that he put out a yes, couple years the, ago? Yes. Yes. That is one of the most well-researched, well-put-together uh, money books out there. Yes. Uh, really, at this point, you're just, you're an idiot. Yeah, There's I hear no that. excuse. Yeah. That's what I can't stand about my generation. Well too. Yeah. 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 I hate my generation for being such a participation trophy generation. Yeah. Or it's like, well... Well, the reason I'm not wealthy is because of discrimination or this oh, and that. And it's like, well, that. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I know what you're getting at, but like, you, that's extremely dishonest. The well, opportunities you start where you start. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people start off worse than any of us could imagine. Oh, yeah. And yeah. make it off to better than any of us could ever possibly be. Yeah. Wealthy. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing is, you know. I just want to beat people in the head and be like, dude, if you're going to sit here and complain about what the wealthy people do to get wealthy, but you're not going to steal it and run with it. Right. I mean, I mean what the hell? Right. You know? And again, in the age of information, man, I know, you know, you, you know how I got back into, I got back into kind of active trading and stock picking and all that stuff. I've always done passive and get investing. I've always done that stuff after my divorce. All right. My monthly math didn't work out, you know, and, <laughs> I grew up in the, you know, I grew, you know, I, grew, I was born in 82 and I really came of age in the 90s. So I was like, oh, we'll trade Forex, you know, which luckily we were able to short the short the cable with the Brexit and all that stuff. But, you know, that that started to be a pain in the ass because you have to wake up at one and open and all that stuff. So I started trading stock options and I actually I did really well with it, you know, and I, I threw $400 into a Robinhood account and I paid my mortgage with it for eight months straight. There you go. You know, awesome. But of course, that, that's a massive amount of research, you know, I mean. We don't want we don't want to say easy we don't want to say easy but you know i mean that really opened my eyes to you know there's a lot more options for investing than what i was grew up thinking i mean because yeah. well, i mean let's be honest probably not your generation but timmy and i we were told you could save your way to wealth because you know yes. late 80s we're talking double digit returns on right. bank accounts yeah, oh yeah absolutely you dude. know but now that that's that's not the case what's, anymore what's that what's that movie Where's that? Is it Pretty Woman? No, no, no. What's the movie 
where uh, the she's a famous actress, tall, slender woman, and she's a prostitute, and she she's talking to this wealthy business guy, and they're like, like Richard Greer woman. sounds like yeah, it's pretty, is that, is pretty that, woman. Is, is that yeah. the one where she goes, and I've got all of these bond? No, 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 it's. Anyway, she goes like, I've got all these bond certificates paying 10, 11, 12 percent. I'm like, oh, my God, how amazing. Yeah. Now we can get what 3. Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 No, it was an 80s movie. It wasn't Pretty Woman. It was you would know you would know it the second I said regardless. Anyway, uh, maybe it's Trading Places. Oh, really? The Trading Places. You know that one? The stuff? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, regardless. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. Save your way to wealth. Like that's well, how yeah, I remember specifically in the 80s was, we was, was if you had a certain amount in your savings account, you could literally live off the interest, mm -hmm. you know, like it would like if you had whatever it was an X amount in there. Yeah, you'd yeah. be able to get $10,000 a month well, in interest. Yeah, I mean, you, if, if you got if you, you know, if you're getting 10%, you know, that's doubling every 7.2 years. Uh, yes. Know? But yeah, that'd I mean, be great. I mean, I mean, not It'd be great in the sense of that'd be great if you could just have money in savings and right. you had enough of it and just, yeah, live off the interest. Yeah. That's how for me, cause I'm, I'm 51. So, you know, back in, in the eighties, I was like, well, man, I only need to have X amount in the bank and just live off the interest mm -hmm. and have a decent little job on the side, yeah, yeah. you know, and you're like, man, you're, you're doing fine, you know? Yeah, but, um, but yeah, but now that that doesn't work anymore. We can't do it passively anymore. You know, I mean, we we can save for retirement, but I mean, okay, they tell me I need, um, they they tell me I think I need I, need, I think I now need two million dollars to retire. You right. know, when yeah. I was younger, I needed a million dollars. All right, so I mean, what that what the moral of that story is is you got to put your shit to work for you, because you know what? But by the time I'm 50, they're going to tell me I need $4 million to retire. No joke. Yeah. You know? So either I can plan on having this huge lump sum, undefined lump sum of money to retire with, or, you know, I got to figure out how to put that to work for me. Now, let me, let me jump in here because here's something a lot of people don't realize. I've got clients at our office who are in their sixties and seventies, retired and loving it, or maybe a little older. And they did exactly what you described, but they're they are stressing like crazy. They're petrified. And the reason right is, yes, just no, oh, yeah. no, 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 even in good times. Oh, okay. And the reason is because they had this huge lump sum, a million bucks, let's just say, a million dollars. But it's just sitting there. It's not, they're chipping off every month, mm -hmm. every month, and they're freaking out. What a lot of people forget is the, the very, 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 very important phrase cash flow. Mm hmm. So there's one thing just to buy it, set it, and forget it, the SPY, like we said earlier. Yeah, let it grow. But when you're old and you start needing it, you're going to start chipping away at that, and it's going to shrink, shrink, shrink. And if you plan on retiring, let's just make numbers up. Right. You're going to retire at 60. Let's, you want to retire early, 60. And you're going to die at 90, okay? That's 30 years that that $1 million or whatever you're able to save has to work for you, right? And let's just assume a measly 2%, but you're also taking out 4% a year to live on or whatever it might right. be, right? Right. Cash flow. You need to buy assets that are cash flowing, that are producing like rental easy, property. Rental. Mm -hmm. People like, I've got a, like, for example, this one person I'm thinking of, a client, you know, that guy, and this is actually really seriously changing the philosophy of where I want to take my firm in the coming months and years is this guy, great job, great benefits, all of that, but he's terrified because he's chipping away. He's taking like four or 5% a month, I mean, uh, a year, and he's, terrified if he's not and the dude we earned him like 20 percent, like 26 percent in our conservative model this year 
and that's very unlikely just you know right right but like what he didn't do was in his 30s 40s 50s 60s buy assets that properly pay him back and the most the easiest one is real estate and the reason it is is because you can take this much money and leverage it to make this much but you still get paid monthly rent on this big amount rather than the small yeah. amount you put down so a good a good retirement plan or it wouldn't be a bad retirement plan to buy real estate no not at all no that's a, so many people do it that's it, just as good as any i would, I would say yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's a good compliment but you can't confuse buying real estate with buying yourself a really big house. Yeah, right. yeah. I've heard yeah, that. Right. Like I heard that yeah. that it's a that it's a, a liability if you live in it. Yes, it's an yes. asset if you rent it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Here's, Is that true? Yeah. yeah okay. here, here's how you look at it. Okay. A lot of people don't understand the difference between an asset and a liability. And it freaking amazes me. I mean, Timmy, you've seen what I drive. Yes. You know, I just drive whatever I can grab from the lot at the company. You know, right? Because cars they're a liability they're, they're, they're never an asset as soon as you get me start losing money all right an asset you can take it and you can set it aside not look at it not think about it for six months and when you come back it'll have paid you yeah all right yep. now a liability you can take it and you can set it aside and not look at it or anything for six months and you come back and the bank will own it you know i right. mean that that's the difference a lot of people don't see yeah. you know i mean to me assets are you know hopefully we're getting into real estate soon you know and then you know dividend paying stocks you know yeah, um, good call uh but again, bond, bond funds you yeah know, the I, problem the but, problem with savings accounts or bond funds or even high yield or um dividends is it's like without taking massive risk two to three percent i mean savings yeah, account yeah. is like a fraction of a percent oh but yeah, even, yeah you know a good quality company on the stock market three percent that's not that much yeah yeah it's not that much but yeah. that's where you can get active though you know i mean like uh you know i like my junk bond fund it pays there, six and a totally quarter. dude yeah you know, instant diversity in the junk bond market and the and fact that the u.s government just committed to buying the entire I, corporate I bond the market fed. i love fine. the fed <laughs> The Fed is insuring my vacation fund for yeah, me. <laughs> it is. So again, if you didn't know this, just when the coronavirus hit and the whole economy went down the shitter, the U.S. government stepped in and said, "We are going to buy. We're going to start buying the U.S. economy." Mm -hmm. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, still as of today, the Federal Reserve, the fake bank, not yeah. a real bank, the fake bank, right. is the largest owner of real estate in the world. The Federal Reserve. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they bought everyone's mortgages or basically secured them yeah they buy stocks on the stock market to prop it up they buy bond corporate apple wants to grow so they issue debt which is called a bond they the fed just guaranteed every corporate bond in america yeah. a few months ago and now they're even buying the crap junk bonds and they're yeah. just risk of default i mean it's beautiful you can't lose money in it <laughs> i mean yeah, i mean man. it really sucks for the Economy for all of us <laughs> eventually yeah. yeah but you know that's the thing that that's the thing with investing that's one thing i always tell people you got to leave your morals at the fucking door because everyone else is you know i'm into stuff you know I, I i'm about to lose a lot of friends but i like private prison stocks they pay wonderful dividends and you what do they pay really dividend huh what dividend do they pay Gia's paying like well i mean right now beating down after the pension funds dropping because everybody decided to get moral i mean oh, God, yeah. i would say it's like 12 percent 
Really? Yeah. I mean, wow. even the cigarette companies don't pay that. Yeah. I mean, that that's great. You know, wow. and people are like, well, how can you give your money to a prison? And I'm like, you don't know how goddamn market works. Yeah. All right, I did not give my money to geo group, the private prison people. I gave my money to the California teacher's pension fund that was selling it. You know, right. I mean, I, I, I tell people all the time. I was like, you know what? People are going to get rich. It, it, it might as well as be by me. you better fucking believe and it's you know what if me. i really want to get moral i'll buy 51 percent of geo group and shut the motherfucker down yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know a lot of people forget that part of it i've got a i've got someone close to me who is very altruistic mm-hmm. this individual came into about sixty thousand dollar inheritance and blew through it in just a few months wow. and a lot of it was just like giving it away mm-hmm donating to us like yo 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 i understand you want to give some away but like you gotta look out for number one and one of the conversations we had was from that movie wolf of wall street mm-hmm. the guy in the movie Joel, jordan belfort he says you know what if you're a million if you love the spotted owl if you're a millionaire you can save that fucking owl but if you're poor you can't do a damn can thing for the spotted owl yeah and well, it's like don't compromise i i know what you guys are we're all having fun here like don't compromise your morals to get rich of course but you can get really fucking rich if you know what you're doing and then you can use all that money to for do good. good causes. Yeah. It, and the thing is, if you know me making money off pr- private prisons or off uh palatier or one of the, yeah. uh, well, you know, I mean, th- their entire business models, we do evil shit for the government with computers. I fucking love it. But you know, the <laughs> thing is me making money off of it doesn't change a goddamn thing. Those shares are still out there. Right. You know, those shares have been issued. The company's already been paid by the, sh- for the shares. All right. So let's say, let's say I want to, I got $60,000 and I want to give a lot of money away and be altruistic. All right. How is that going to be better served over the longer time span by me just handing out that $60,000 or what if I start myself a little, you know, charity fund where mm-hmm. I'm hiding the, and, and that becomes the seed money for a foundation. Right. A lot of people also don't realize is that if you want to be that altruistic, take right, right in your beneficiary paperwork. When you open in an IRA, when you do you have beneficiaries on your fidelity account? I don't, bro. I will do that before you guys leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tonight or tomorrow, right there on that website, it says designate your benefit. If you die and you don't have anyone named to inherit that account, it will go through the courts. It'll take months. Your kids will get it eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. It'll be a pain in the ass. Or you can just type their name in, their birth date, their social, and their phone number and mailing address. Okay. What you can also do is put 10% to the local dog shelter in town or put 10% to my local church or put to whatever mm-hmm. you want. You know, like I, I keep trying to tell clients this. I did this article on this one about – Crazy ways that you can get creative on your beneficiary. You guys like WWF? Wrestling? I don't, but I'm familiar with it. Okay. I honestly haven't thought about it for no. 12 years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I grew up on oh, WWF. I remember, I remember the stock was moving like two years ago. Well, I, I know not. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, yes. There you go. So I love WWF. One of my favorite guys really? was That's yeah, Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, right? Yeah, yeah. There was a guy who left his entire estate to Shawn Michaels. He loved him so much. This dude died. Literally, Shawn Michaels gets a call on a random Thursday morning. Hey, Shawn, this guy, Billy Bob from across the country, really liked you. And uh, you just inherited like a couple million dollars. Yeah. You can leave money to whoever or mm-hmm. whatever you want to. So go make all that money. And on your beneficiary paperwork, make sure to be altruistic. De- yeah. de- de- 
Donate however much you want. You're yeah. dead. What do you care? Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter at that or point. Or you can fuck the government and start an irrevocable trust before you die. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of that goes on even after you're gone. It's just it's just like a standalone trust entity, and all of a sudden there's just a new person directing the trust, and all of us and yeah, I've been I've been reading up on it, and you can skirt a lot of inheritance taxes that way. Yeah, really. Well, so I mean, if think it's about put it. into a okay. trust. Okay, if, if if one of us chumps dies, what's the inheritance tax right now? Like twenty five percent. It depends if you're below. What's how many millions? How many millions is I forget now? They bumped it from like three to like six. But yeah, but the question but is, it is, is, is Warren that. Buffett going to pay twenty five percent inheritance tax when he dies? Probably not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, he, he's very clear about he takes a minimal salary, gets paid in shares. I guarantee you that's all going to be in a trust way before he dies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I and mean, the, the way the laws are written, the tax code, they're all written for you to play the game. Mm -hmm. right. If you play the game, like Trump, Trump's like, I didn't skirt the tax laws. I played the game. Right. Of course, I tried to play, pay as little in taxes. Well, of course. And I does. do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like there's amortization of debt and depreciation of debt. One of our kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, fun, and, and yeah, and discounts and uh, uh, deductions and items. And like there's so many ways to not pay tax yeah. if you know how to play the game. But that, now that stuff, that's why CPAs get paid a lot of money. And they're worth it. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I'll oh, tell yeah. you what. This, this brings up a whole nother point with, I think, part of the pre-programming you know in my own brain just you know going from highly conservative christian religious to now more open-minded and spiritual right um still would consider myself you know i believe in god you know i think jesus was dope um but my you know my theological view is definitely opened up considerable so part of the thing that i was raised under that i think has been a little bit of a a thing that I'm trying to dismantle is that, you know, money's evil, mm -hmm. you know, money's evil. And I realized that, you know, I mean, I went to seminary, so I realized that the money, it's the love of money. That's the root of all evil, not mm. money itself. But that's been, that's been part of my challenge, I think is overcoming the, the roadblocks that have been just pounded into my brain, that there's something corrupt about having a lot of money. All right, so we're bringing this podcast to an end, talking about economics, talking about the collapse of America, <laughs> <laughs> talking about the aliens are going to fucking get us. And the this is the only podcast we haven't brought up the aliens yet. I'm kind of. <laughs> I know. I, I, I want to ask Ryan about the aliens, but we'll, we'll talk about that, I guess, another okay. time. Um, uh, so a lot of people talk about leasing a car rather than buying. So I'm just curious. What do you guys think? Yes or no on that? Should an individual, uh, if you have a company, I can get, understand it more, but as an individual, you think it's better to buy or lease? Honest to goodness, I really haven't heard a good reason why people lease cars. Do you? I really think people should quit buying cars. But have you guys seen automotive debt levels in the country? Oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, like an F-150. Just Uber for the rest of your yeah, life? Like an F-150 is like 60000 a year. I know. Right? And people, wow. you know, here's the thing. Yeah, I used to a work, new one. Yeah, I used to work for Ford. I used to be, work on heavy on trucks, medium medium and heavy-duty trucks. I used to, 
you know, you know, I know, I know cars, I know trucks, I have a construction company, we have trucks and I get like these suburban dads coming to me and they're being like, so what kind of truck you think I need an F-150 or an F-350? Okay. Most of America needs to sit down, calm the fuck down and realize they need a 2001 Toyota Corolla. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Automotive debt is the next big debt bubble in this country. Oh, I swear sure. to God. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, you know, it's, it's so bad that they've started doing, is it 12 and 15 year car loans? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because he keeps rolling the last one over into uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, I used to it was only five. You could only do, to, yeah, yeah, like five, six, five and seven year loans. Yeah, they started doing ten a few years ago. Now they're up to I think twelve year loans on a car. Shit! Yeah. So a car yeah. that's sixty thousand dollars off the lot, you're going to pay probably eighty to ninety thousand for it. Probably. Well, no, or, you're, you're no, not. You're not, you're not, you're not going to pay it off because yeah, the you damn thing's going to break down before yeah. then. You're going to sell it. You're going to buy a new one. You're going to roll the debt yeah. over. Okay, I work with divorce divorcing men all the time you know it's kind of a give back thing after my divorce process and you know a lot of them end up talking about money and a lot of them open their books and i am just flipping amazed how many people make thirty thousand dollars a year forty thousand dollars a year and know one hundred twenty thousand dollars on the last 15 cars they owned in their lives you know yeah i mean my what my, my advice to people learn how to get on youtube and fix your shit yeah. And then shake your couch, go buy the $1,200 Corolla on yeah. Craigslist and realize yeah. that if you're doing anything other than that, you are spending it because you want to, not yeah. because you need to. I really don't know of a good reason to lease a car, truly. Oh, and yeah. I will say it's one of the most, I can, I can tell you right now, one of the most like satisfying feelings I've ever had is my last car had a speaker blow and I got on YouTube. I went to the, the parts junkyard I found out how to mm-hmm. how to take the door off and how to take that speaker off. I paid $6 for the speaker. I went back to my car with YouTube, figured out how to take my car off, repair the thing, unplug it, blah, 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 put the door back on, boom, six bucks. So it's really wow. good, though, Damn, if, you do, good. <laughs> if you do it enough times, someone like me, if I get tired, I can make as much money fixing cars out the back of the shop as I can sending buildings out the front. Sure, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't lease a car. Okay. Yeah. No. So that good thing for me, I've always bought used. Always, yeah. I've I've mm-hmm. never bought a car new. I, my mind can't just like I can't wrap my mind around dropping fifty or sixty or seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Yeah. Uh, for a car yeah. that that literally the second you drive it off the lot depreciates yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So that's never made sense to me. Unless but, you've got that cash flow, man. If you've got right. well, like we talked earlier, if you've yeah. got cash flow of thirty thousand a month. Yeah, or, fine. Yeah, Do buy yourself. Yeah. I know. I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I'd have a Lambo. Yeah, I know a guy just down a couple of blocks that way who just got the brand new off the lot four door Porsche answer to the Tesla. Nice. It's an uh, electronic Porsche, and he's like, "I can be from here to Lee Summit in seven minutes." <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> it's well, like, okay, yeah. but you know what? The dude has cash flow. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool. But sure. any average Joe, don't lease. Yeah. yeah. The only exception I'd say is, you know, if it's going to make you money. Because, you know, I have a construction company. So oh, I, right. I, I tell tons of people, don't buy pickup trucks. You don't need a goddamn pickup. And I buy pickup trucks all the fucking time. Right, but, right. you know, they, they make me money. Right, you know? right. I mean, it, it's just a matter of look at what you need and realize if you're buying more than what you need, it's because you want to, you know. Yeah. So a house, buy, like right now, I rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I've looked at getting a condo not to live in because mm-hmm. I want it to be an asset, not a liability. So I'm looking to possibly get a condo to rent, mm. um, rent, buy, own. What, what's your thoughts on house? It's a to- I'll housing. tell you right now, man, that's a toss up. Oh, yeah. You, there's a lot of people in the last like 10 years who are challenging that common knowledge or whatever they say, wisdom of you have to own a house. A lot of people are like, fuck that, rent your house, stop it. Yeah. But if you're going to buy a condo, make sure that the homeowners dues don't 
eat away all the profit you might mm-hmm. make. That's yeah. the one downside about trying to buy a condo, condo to rent out. Rather than a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, or even a whatever. Just whatever you buy. Typically with condos, you'll have homeowners dues, homeowner association. It's like, well, shit, there's all that profit that I. Uh, gotcha. So just make sure to balance it. Yeah. But I, man, it's a total toss up. If you're going to yeah. rent or buy, just Google search it. You'll find all sorts of really good arguments for both yeah. directions. Yeah. I mean, it's so situational. You know, yeah. like I bought. You know, and but I've been living in my house since 08. I bought in 08. Brilliant time to buy. Horrible mm-hmm. time to finance, but great time to buy. You know, and I plan to be there until my kids are out of school. You know, so, you know, I I bought and I'm paying every month, but I'm already to the point where renting in my neighborhood would be way more than I paid to buy it. Right. And, you know, I get, I get all that equity. And then when the kids are out of there and I want to get the hill out of there, I can rent it out and it's an asset and move on and buy another place. Or yeah. I can, you know, so it's, so it's, it's all situational. Yeah. You know, I think the rule of thumb used to be, if you're going to be there five years or longer buy, so you gain equity while you're there, but you know, it, it, it it's just, yeah. remember in the old day, it was, you're just throwing money away. Yeah. When you, when you're yeah. renting, you're throwing money away. Yeah. But I also like being mobile. You know, mm-hmm. and of course, being you know divorced and all that, mm-hmm. uh, I needed to get into some place quick, and I didn't want to have. It to also depends on by. what you can afford. Like a lot of people told me the same thing: you're throwing money away with that apartment down there in the plaza. I'm like, I couldn't find a house with this beautiful location, mm-hmm. prime real estate right here. The, the 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 only thing I could buy is like a couple buildings down, like the Soul Grave, mm-hmm. which is like what like three, four, five, six, seven hundred million plus like a thousand dollars a month homeowners yeah, dues yeah, right, there right, soul right. grave. I was like, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> do that one. Well, and the other thing <laughs> is like, I mean, where are you where, where are you gonna buy a house for what you pay for your apartment here to live in alone? Right. I mean that, well the same thing. I mean, like you, I mean living on the plaza, I mean <laughs> it's like what am I gonna do to touch this place? Yeah. I, I can't. I mean, yeah. I, it would be $5,000 a month mm-hmm. to try to find mm-hmm. to something equivalent to what I have here. Yeah. And truly, no, that's, and that's no joke. The only places around here that you can buy is either Soul Grave or, uh, or it's sister apartment um, Regency or the one just next to it is Hemingway Plaza. Yeah. That, yeah. Hemingway. And that's just as freaking expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean like they're badass, but it's like, for a decent one that doesn't not a 1970s fixer upper like 400 500,000. Yep. You know how big of a house you can get out in Lee Summit in a nice gated uh community Raymore. with a lake. Yeah, yeah. Raymore, yeah, for 400 500 you get four five six bedrooms with a lake view yeah. and a pool for that much. Right. Well, and for the mortgage payment for that, you can rent a place here and buy three houses in Mission and rent them out. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, no joke, no joke. I actually just saw a sixplex go up for sale. Gosh, where is it? It's, I think it's down by River Market. Beautiful sixplex. Needs almost no work. And I think it's 900000 even is what they're asking. That's not bad, really. A lot of people are concerned about what's going on with politics and renters' rights. Mm-hmm. People seem to think there's going to be this huge avalanche of next year renters' rights that basically mean that renters control everything and landlords are completely screwed specifically in kansas city so i don't know if that's why that that make that me nervous primo meaning that they're not paying you rent but they get to stay there they can do literally whatever they i mean here's the thing the laws are being written so vaguely that they can almost do whatever they want to and the, the owner of the tenant, so the landlord just gets fucked yeah yeah so so that's the lease or lease or buy on the house thing it's a toss-up google it yeah yeah yep.
Huh, fascinating. Well, guys, I so appreciate you guys coming on the podcast and talking about economics. Is there any final words that you guys want to share? Um, any kind of wisdom outside of everything we've already shared about? I'm sure, but I don't know. Yeah. Not yet. Play the game. Get in the game. Yeah, yeah, get in the game. But, you know, one thing I tell people always first is, you know, the best investment you can make, and I said this during a break here, is credit card debt. Buy your own credit card debt back. I mean, it, it, if, if you're in debt and you're swiping the card, you pay, you're, you're losing 18% for even get in there. Yeah. Go find Dave Ramsey, you losers. Dave Ramsey literally gives his information yeah. away for yeah. free. Yeah. Okay. And the guy is a multimillionaire, stupid mm -hmm. times over. Because he's out cash for everything. Yes. Just, yes. Yeah. Get I, out of debt. Stop. I don't like a lot of it, but he keeps it simple and yeah. it is good advice. But again, yes. for the layman. Yeah. For, for guys, need who, it. For yeah. guys who aren't money guys, he's great. And once you get to that stage one or stage two, then get to that stuff because I'm right there with you. I don't love Dave Ramsey, but for the layman, I love some of his stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, cause I think it's kind of like, it's like the zero entry pool. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Some people can just fucking dive in the deep end, but for, I think most people, mm -hmm. you know, that they, they're living like we're not, you know, yeah. they're living in a whole different world. And the Dave Ramsey uh, is such a simple, mm -hmm. easy yeah. live below your means get rid of debt, your biggest debt first, you know, yeah. it's, it's super yeah. simple. And you know, what's amazing is a girl I work with actually went to his class. The church is all across Kansas City. There's probably 25 of them, hundred bucks. I think it's a 10 week class and you go in once a week. And she was like, this thing brought my husband and I so much closer together. We are so confident. It's a hundred dollars and they got all their stuff. And it's like, bottom line, I guess the wisdom is quit being a victim. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's no yes. reason why you should be poor and making excuses. And it's okay to be poor, right? But it's not okay to be poor and dumb and making excuses for it. Yeah. So don't be a victim. Thing yeah. is, I always tell people that, you know, it, it's not okay to be poor, but it's okay to not have any money. Yeah. Because poor is a mindset. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's people I know that they would have no money if they made twenty thousand dollars a year, and I and they would have no money if they made four hundred thousand dollars a year. Absolutely, you know, and and it's amazing because those people are always the ones that talk about shit like extra money. Where I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You know, yeah. I mean, the thing is, quit thinking like a poor person. Quit thinking I have extra money I can blow it. Quit planning your next expense before you have the revenue. Man, you know? that's so good. Yeah, I mean, just you know, cut up the goddamn credit card. You know, live within your means. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, that's scary to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Working with divorced guys, I tell them, I say, man, you, you got to shred these credit cards. Quit carrying them. I have not swiped a credit card since I got divorced. Yeah, me either. You I know, only yeah. use debit. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, but that's that's scary to people. I mean, it's it's also it's kind of freeing. Oh, it's, absolutely. it's like it's on the same level as deleting all of your social media. God, I would like to do that. I had to re-up all my social media for this campaign, but up until this campaign started, I had LinkedIn that I never used. Mm -hmm. And I remember I deleted all of my stuff like four or five years, four years ago or something. I was like terrified. I was like, oh, no, no, no. there'll be that one good post uh, every few months. And I was like, the one day I was like, fuck it. And Facebook is like, you, are you sure? Yes. Are you really sure? <laughs> yes. Are you surely you'll, sure, sure? You'll sure. never see this stuff again. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, boom, it's all gone. I'm like, oh my God, I'm free from it. Yeah. Same thing with debt. You can't imagine how free you get when you get rid of those credit cards and all that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Paying off credit cards with other credit cards and that kind of crap. Well, especially when you realize that you're, you know, everyone imagines their lifestyle is just going to collapse, you know, but you start freeing up revenue streams. And also you, you realize you're trying to keep up with the image of the neighbors. Yeah. You know, I, 
I really don't care what my neighbors think about me because I know what the average income in my neighborhood is because we get that from the census deal. And I look around at the neighbors and I'm like, yeah, you know, I may drive whatever spare company car I can steal from the lot. You know, I may, I may be fixing the house up a little bit at a time instead of taking out a loan or something like that. But I know all you motherfuckers are deep dead to live like that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. It's almost righteous now to not be, it's almost counterculture to be like, you know what? I'm not going to spend my money. I'm going to be financially smart. Mm -hmm. That is counterculture right now. It's almost mm -hmm. righteous to be like, go ahead and spend, keep up with the Joneses. I'm paying off all my stuff and leave that Dave Ramsey lifestyle. Yeah. 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 So, and then when I retire to Greece, the Joneses can enjoy, yeah. you know, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> can enjoy Guys, selling their house this, with a reverse mortgage. <laughs> this has been, this has been very helpful for me personally. Uh, and I'm sure the listeners have enjoyed it as well. Um, yeah. So guys, thank you so much for you coming bet, on buddy. the podcast. Yep. Thanks everybody. We'll see you soon. Peace.